America spends five to ten times more on health care than any other country in the world. Then why does America rank number 43 worldwide for longevity? Third world countries such as Cuba and Costa Rica rank higher than the U.S. So what's wrong with health care in America? This is what's wrong. Our $3 trillion healthcare industry is focused on disease management, while 70% of our planet relies on traditional indigenous medicine that is focused on health optimization. Learn how. Join Dr. Dan Royal on the show, The Royal Treatment, bringing you the latest information on the best of medicine, biotechnology, and pharmacology, as well as secrets from the past. These secrets have withstood the test of time and are being rediscovered today. In fact, indigenous healthcare practitioners are using them for the benefit of their patients who seek optimal health and wellness. Now, here is Dr. Dan Royal. Greetings, listeners. I am Dr. Dan Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, just like it sounds, like royal blue. I say that because I get asked to spell it all the time. So I'm spelling it for you. You are now listening to The Royal Treatment. We are here every week to answer your health questions. Now, if you don't have questions, we have answers. But assuming you have questions, you can email them to me at D-Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at Royal Medical Clinic, all one word, dot com. That's D as in Daniel, Royal, R-O-Y-A-L, at Royal Medical Clinic, all one word, dot com. The good news is, I will answer all your questions. The bad news is, they will not all be answered on the air. But if I answer your question on the air, we will send you a free bottle of RBC Blend. Now you're asking yourself, what is that? RBC Blend is the product that we use. Actually, it's custom made for us to help increase circulating stem cells in our patient's blood. Why do we want to do this? Well, there are many studies that actually show health benefits in various types of animals simply by increasing your circulating stem cells. It helps in repairing injury more quickly. It actually helps with behavior in animals, making them more obedient if they're a dog or more docile if they're a horse. It also helps improve your longevity. So it has an anti-aging benefit. But the point is, we give our patients RBC blend to increase circulating stem cells because this is how we obtain stem cells from our patients for an autologous stem cell therapy in our clinic. Autologous stem cells means that we're obtaining stem cells from you, the patient. This means that you don't have to obtain stem cells from an invasive procedure such as a bone marrow aspiration or a fat liposuction. Interestingly enough, those are not true stem cells. Now, we call them mesenchymal stem cells, but that means they're partially differentiated. Differentiated means the cells have already started dividing. That means they're going to become something. What are they going to become? Well, they will evolve, in this case, into your joints and your cardiovascular system, including your heart. But there are other germal cells that they will not evolve into. In order to have a stem cell, a true stem cell, evolve into any of your body parts, it must be what we call pluripotent. And that is what we can obtain from your blood. Interestingly enough, there are some some stem cell companies that are very enthusiastic about their products. The products may provide you with 5 million or 10 million cells. You know, these are umbilical cord blood cells. 5 to 10 million, there's one company that even goes higher than that, for which they're using outside the country, 100,000, 200,000. But we know from research that we can obtain much more than that from your blood. We can attain to a billion. Ask me how. Send me an email and I will provide you with some information regarding pluripotent stem cells obtained from you, your autologous blood. I'd like to thank a couple of our sponsors. First, the Turtle Healing Band Clinic, which is where I practice here in Las Vegas. You can reach us at 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. Turtle Healing Man Clinic 
is affiliated with the Crow Nation. The Crow Nation is also affiliated with the First Nation Medical Board. The First Nation Medical Board has been established to preserve, protect, and promote the practice of indigenous medicine, which came first. It came before allopathic medicine and all other forms of medicine because it involves the use of natural products and protocols that are indigenous or native to our country. So indigenous medicine has been defined to include all things alternative, which means holistic, complementary, and so forth. This is the First Nation Medical Board, and it is also under the jurisdiction and protection of the Indian Nation. We're going to have a good show today. I hope you enjoy being with us because, well, our purpose in being here is to educate you, the listener. Now, that means give you information that you can use to make better informed healthcare decisions to optimize your health and well-being. Why is this important? Because our current healthcare system does not address this issue. You didn't know that? Yes, we call it health insurance, but that, my friends, is a misnomer or an oxymoron, we say, because it's not health insurance. It's disease management care or sick care. In other words, if you are sick, you can be hospitalized and treated and put back on your feet again. That doesn't necessarily make you healthier. It simply puts you back to where you were. Or you can take a drug to manage your symptoms, but this does not make you healthier. In fact, you now are dealing with side effects. Side effects are a property of drugs. They're not properties of natural products because those are called direct effects. Side effects are unnatural. They are byproducts from the metabolites that occur from taking chemical pharmaceutical drugs. So let's all keep that in mind. One of the things we like to do on our show is we do like to review every week people who have died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. Did you know that that happens? Well, it's happening more frequently in this country all the time. The life expectancy in the United States is decreasing. And if you're a faithful listener to this program, you know that it, this has been happening for the last three years in a row, at least it's which it has been reported in 2015, 16, and 17, and we expect when the results come in, it will have happened again in 2018, setting a record for the United States in declining life expectancy. Currently, the life expectancy, the average, is about 78.5 years of age. Now, if you're a woman, that's about 81. If you're a man, it's about 76. 78.5 is about the average. Of course, the... Number one cause of death is heart disease. Second cause of death is cancer. But there are many other causes of disease that are not mentioned, including side effects of drugs and medical mistakes. That actually counts for the number three cause of death in this country. If you can believe it or not, 250,000 people are dead every year. And we're going to talk about how some of those people are dying when we come back from the break. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. Listen to the Royal Treatment. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. Targeting cancer cells with DMSO reduces the need for full-dose chemotherapy by up to 90% because DMSO targets cancer cells, not healthy cells. Research demonstrates that DMSO, also known as dimethyl sulfoxide, has an affinity for cancer cells, which also allows DMSO to enter them even when DMSO is carrying chemo drugs. Could low-dose chemo with DMSO be the answer you've been searching for? Find out more by calling Dr. Dan Royal at 702 1454. When low-dose chemo is combined with DMSO or insulin, it's called potentiation therapy. This is because the cancer-killing power they create together is much greater than when they're administered separately. Are you a cancer patient who wants more than disease management? Could low-dose chemo help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for low-dose chemo. That's 702-562-1454. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains 
dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. You wanted to see me? Yes, please, have a seat. So here's the thing. When this company brought you on, we took a chance on you. You didn't have that four-year college degree we typically look for. Right. But we gave you a shot anyway. And since then, you've worked incredibly hard and given it your all. Thanks. You've been an important asset to the team, but I don't think you can be an intern here anymore. <sighs> we want to hire you. You're, you're serious? Absolutely. Find your next great employee. Introduce yourself to the grads of life. Who are they? Talent worth knowing about. Young adults of unique determination and experience. An ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. I won't let you down. I know. Don't miss out on a resource many innovative companies have already discovered. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. To find out what's hot and happening, join Lady J for Smooth Jazz Tune-Up. Join me Saturdays, 10 to noon, here on America Matters. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. We are back. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you are listening to The Royal Treatment. Probably you need to clarify a couple of things. Before the break, I did mention a couple of our sponsors, but you may not know that in this country, if you are a physician and you are practicing alternative medicine, there are only 49 states where you can do so without the threat of losing your medical license. In other words, if you're doing something unconventional, such as giving your patient vitamin C, medical board might take exception to that. And take your license away. The only state in this country where you can practice, provided you have a license to do so, with dual licensure, meaning that you are an MD, but also a homeopathic or complementary integrated physician, is in Arizona. Now, Nevada had a board, but Nevada seems to have lost that board this year. So, uh, from two states where an alternative medical board was available to one. For this reason, the First Nation Medical Board was established to protect those physicians who are in need of dual licensure, but also healthcare practitioners who have been trained and educated. In fact, they have doctoral degrees, but they have no licensing board, such as NatureBass in the state of Nevada. The First Nation Medical Board provides a home for them under the sovereign jurisdiction and protection of the Indian nation. Before the break, we were also talking about people who have died from diseases too young that they shouldn't have had. But the number one and two diseases or cause of death in this country, actually throughout the world, are, drumroll please, heart disease, number one, cancer, number two. But they're almost equal. In other words, about 600,000 people die every year in this country, the United States, from both of those conditions. However, the one statistic not included is abortions. We perform about 1.2 million abortions every year in this country since Roe versus Wade back in 1973. Now, we're not number one in the world. We're about number 10. But all the other countries that are ahead of us are communist countries, they perform more abortions than we do. The point is that if we actually included abortions in the cause of death, that would be by far and away number one, twice, or the accumulation of both heart disease and cancer. In other words, if you add cancer and heart disease together, 600,000 people dead every year, then you have the number of abortions we have performed in the United States. But if you added abortions to the cause of death in this country, that would take life expectancy down to approximately 54 years of age. Before the break, we said that it's currently about 78.5 years of age. So let's take a look at people that died just this last week, too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. First, let's look locally at those who passed away here in Las Vegas, but also in Reno, 
Nevada area. We have a 39-year-old man who passed away suddenly while hiking with his close companions. Remember, when we use words such as suddenly, unexpectedly, it means heart attack. Sudden death from heart attack or cardiovascular disease. 40-year-old man who passed away unexpectedly and leaves behind two twin boys. 60-year-old man who passed away suddenly of cardiac arrest at his home. 65-year-old man, a clown for Shriners, passed away. 66-year-old man passed away. 68-year-old woman worked in the travel industry as an operations manager passed away unexpectedly. 69-year-old man passed away. 69-year-old man who owned a barbershop passed away. 70-year-old man, a former Marine who worked in construction, passed away at St. Mary's Hospital. 71-year-old woman, a newspaper writer, passed away. 71-year-old man passed away shortly after he suffered a massive stroke following surgery. That's actually, as we mentioned earlier, the number three cause of death. Now, some people may report the number three cause of death as COPD or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. But medical mistakes and pharmaceutical drug side effects actually fight as number three. 150,000 Americans dead every year from that. We have a 72-year-old woman who worked in the casino industry who passed away. 73-year-old man who worked as a real estate agent passed away. 73-year-old woman passed away peacefully after a brief but valiant battle against cancer. I always like it when the obituary states that they had a battle against cancer. Where was medicine helping them in that battle? Certainly, they didn't provide any cures because, well, Quite frankly, they have none. 74-year-old man passed away. 76-year-old man who served in the U.S. Army Airborne Division and United States Air Force passed away. We have a 77-year-old woman, a director assistance operator, passed away. Here we have another 76-year-old man who worked in the heating, ventilating, air conditioning industry, passed away after being diagnosed with a serious illness. 77-year-old man, a dentist, passed away. 77-year-old man, a physician and professor at Nevada Reno School of Medicine, passed away. 77-year-old woman passed away after a third courageous battle with cancer. 80-year-old woman passed away after a long illness. Now, those are the people who died too young from diseases they shouldn't have had locally here in Las Vegas and Reno, Nevada. Now, let's look at international deaths. These are celebrity notables who passed away just this last week. Too young from diseases they shouldn't have had. First, we have Simon Malloy, an American journalist and political commentator, died at 35 years of age after a one-and-a-half-year battle with colon cancer. Akhtar Sofraz, Pakistani cricketer, died at 43 years of age from cancer. Justin Edinburgh, English soccer player and manager, died at 49 years of age from a cardiac arrest. Javier Jara, a Peruvian politician and minister of labor, died at 52 years of age from a heart attack. Bushwick Bill, Jamaican-American rapper, died at 52 years of age from pancreatic cancer. By the way, one of the things that is associated with pancreatic cancer is coffee. So if you coffee drinkers out there, you might want to think about drinking something perhaps different or at least more organic. Because as we know, many of the products nowadays are grown with pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, etc. We're going to talk about that during the next segment. Mickey D's, American rock musician, died at 55 years of age from an unknown cause. Prakash Pant, Indian finance minister, died at 58 years of age after battling cancer for some time and being treated in the U.S. Apparently that didn't help. Alexander Kuznetsov. Russian-born American actor died at 59 years of age after being diagnosed with cancer in 2014. Alejandro Jadresic, Chilean engineer, politician, minister of energy, died at 62 years of age from brain cancer. Jota Valencia, Colombian television presenter, died at 63 years of age from a stroke. Alberto San Martin. Chilean-born Colombian clown died at 64 years of age from sleep apnea. I'll, we also have Tony Rodham, an American presidential campaigner and business consultant, brother of Hillary Rodham Clinton, died at 64 years of age from an unknown cause. Crazy Mohan, Indian actor, died at 66 years of age from a 
Art Attack. Willie Williams, American Karate and Mixed Martial Arts fighter, died at 67 years of age from heart disease. Spencer Bullrin, American Roots guitarist, died at 69 years of age from prostate cancer. Guy Francois, soccer player for the Haitian national team, died at 71 years of age from a heart attack. Joan Callahan, American philosopher, died at 72 years of age from liver cancer. Nakama Rivlin, American, I'm sorry, Israeli socialite and first lady, died at 73 years of age due to complications from a lung transplant. Mohammed Negim, an Egyptian actor and comedian, died at 75 years of age from a stroke. Sven David Sandström, Swedish composer, died at 76 years of age from a prolonged illness with lung cancer. Malcolm Rebenack, also known as Dr. John, American Hall of Fame singer-songwriter, died at 77 years of age from a heart attack. William Whitliffe, American screenwriter, died at 79 years of age from a heart attack. There you have it. Those are the people, in this case, celebrity notables, who died just this last week, too young, from diseases they shouldn't have had. Let's not let that happen to you. There was an article that came out just this last week, and the title of the article is, Cancer is Entirely a Man-Made Disease. Did you know that? Do you know what causes cancer? Well, we're going to talk about that when we come back from the break. Remember, if you have a question, please feel free to email me anytime, droyal, R-O-Y-A-L, at royalmedicalclinic.com, and I will answer your question if not in person, on the air, for which you get a free bottle of RBC Blend. That's actually a $100 value, so it's worth thinking about. It's a product even I take every day because of its health benefits. The only product I've ever found to correct an elevated creatinine, meaning a reduced kidney function. We've seen that happen many times across the board with our patients. You can also reach us here at the Turtle Healing Band Clinic by calling 702-562-1454. That's 702-562-1454. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You're listening to The Royal Treatment. And hopefully your time with us will be well spent because our purpose is to help you, my friends, be smarter than your doctor. We're going to do that when we come back from the break. So please stay right with us. After forming all the organs and body components necessary for human life, stem cells disappear, right? No! Stem cells are present in all of us just waiting for an opportunity to regenerate organs, joints, ligaments, muscles, and other body tissues they originally formed. Dr. Dan Royal has developed a unique patent-pending process for obtaining stem cells from your own blood. Stem cells can be concentrated, prepared, and delivered to areas where you need them most to repair old, damaged, and dying cells. Can your own stem cells help rejuvenate your body? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. Your own naturally occurring stem cells are the ultimate anti-aging treatment. They can be used to improve facial appearance and hair growth, as well as for aches, pains, and other conditions. Could your own stem cells help you achieve optimal health and wellness? Find out by calling Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454. Don't wait. Call today. That number again is 702-562-1454. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. It's springtime at Crystal Cove in the heart of Midtown at 737 South Virginia Street. At Crystal Cove, you'll find a variety of dazzling crystals, healing stones, stunning original jewelry, candles, and tarot decks. Crystal Cove, 737 South Virginia Street. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. Gimme, gimme candy. Give me, gimme, gimme candy. Gimme candy, USA. Gimme candy, sunburst, chocolate rocks, salted caramel pretzel bites, dark chocolate espressos, chocolate pistachios, gimme candy coated almonds, hot rocks, and Nevada rocks. Gimme candy, everyone loves gimme candy. Get gimme at 7-Elevens, Reno, Incline Village, Truckee, Sparks, Sun Valley, and Carson City. Gimme, gimme candy. Thanks for a great year. Visit gimme candy, 405 Edison Way, Reno. Gimme candy in 7-Eleven. Gimme, gimme candy. Are you caring for an older person or a loved one who needs assistance? Paragon Home Resources can help you maintain their independent living for as long as possible anywhere in the United States. We offer property management services to deal with all facets of maintaining the current home. 
We can also assist with obtaining a reverse mortgage to free up home equity to pay for home care and other needs. And should your loved one require assisted living or a move-in with a family member, we can handle the details of selling the home for the best possible price. Paragon Home Resources can assist with helping you sort belongings to determine which will be kept and those that require an estate sale or donation to charity. Your Paragon Home Resources coordinator will be accessible through a convenient toll-free number. As part of our service, you'll get a needs assessment to determine the services that are necessary. Caring for a loved one doesn't have to be stressful. Call Paragon Home Resources to learn more, 1-855-474-7227, or visit us at ParagonHomeResources.com. This is America Matters Media on AM 1180 KCKQ, a Lotus broadcast station, the power of radio since 1967. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now, back to the show. We are back to the show, and the show you are listening to is The Royal Treatment. And, well, I'm glad you stayed with us, because before the break, we were talking about cancer. We mentioned there was an article that came out. It says cancer is entirely a man-made disease. Now, there are many reasons why someone might have cancer. I know a lot of people like to blame it on our genetics. But is that really the reason why we have cancer? A recent study shows that cancer is 100% a man-made disease and that it is caused by modern-day phenomena like pollution and dietary intake or I should say contaminated dietary intake. The researchers at the University of Manchester's Center for Biomedical Egyptology in England reached this conclusion in 2010. This was actually a while ago. After reviewing remains and literature from ancient Egypt and Greece, as well as earlier periods, a study that also included the first historical diagnosis of cancer in an Egyptian Mummy. Now, the study at the time was published in the journal Nature Reviews Cancer. They had found only one occurrence of cancer in the mummies while investigating hundreds of mummies. Only one. In addition, they found very few references to the disease in period literature, which indicates that cancer cases were extremely rare, if occurring at all, during the period. However, after the Industrial Revolution, cancer rates exploded, especially among children which proves that the rise in cancer cases is not exclusively tied to a longer life. In other words, many people believe that, well, we didn't see them in the people from ancient civilizations because they didn't live long enough. Not so. In industrial societies, cancer is only second to cardiovascular disease as a cause of death. And as I mentioned earlier in the show, that soon will be number one. Currently, they're one and two, but they're pretty close. About 600,000 people dead every year from each of those. Now, in ancient times, even cardiovascular disease was rare, but especially cancer. There's nothing in the natural environment that can cause cancer, so it has to be a man-made disease, down to pollution and changes in our diet and lifestyle. The important thing about the study is that it gives a historical perspective to the disease, in other words, we can make very clear statements on the cancer rates in societies because we have a full overview. We, In the study, the researchers looked at millennia, not 100 years, but they have masses of data to back up their claims. Now, the one mummy that was found to have had cancer was identified as a mummy with a rectal carcinoma or cancer, an ordinary person who lived in the Dakle Oasis during the Ptolemaic period between the years 200 and 400 AD. In an ancient society lacking surgical intervention, evidence of cancer should remain in all cases. In other words, it should have been preserved if they were mummified. The virtual absence of malignancies in mummies must be interpreted as indicating their rarity in antiquity indicating that cancer-causing factors are limited to societies affected by modern industrialization. Now, humans in 
Egypt did not develop other conditions that primarily affect young persons, as we're seeing today, such as cancer. And because mummification actually preserves or should preserve the features of malignancy, the fact that these tumors uh, are absent is a telling sign. There have been only two publications showing microscopic confirmation of cancer in mummies, but as I mentioned, only one where a colon cancer was actually identified. Radiological exams of mummies from the Cairo Museum have also failed to show any evidence of cancer in those mummies whatsoever. Well, last week we talked a little bit about medical myths. There's one more I wanted to mention we didn't get to. It somewhat relates to what we're talking about. It's talking about the contaminated diet, which we're currently eating, GMOs. The myth is that GMO crops are safe, well-tested, and economically beneficial. Now, GMOs may be the greatest health disaster in the American diet. Think about that. Within nine years of their introduction in 1996, multiple chronic illnesses jumped from 7% to 13% of the population. Food allergies doubled in less time, and many of the elements have exponentially increased with the introduction of GMO foods. Millions may already be suffering health problems caused by genetically modified organisms in their diet. The American Academy of Environmental Medicine has already urged doctors to prescribe non-GMO diets for all patients, citing studies that show how GMOs cause disorders such as vital organ damage, gastrointestinal and immune system problems, accelerated aging, infertility, and dysfunctional regulation of insulin, your blood sugar, and cholesterol. But not only are GM foods a health disaster, they also pose a significant environmental threat. And industry promises of financial benefits have turned out to be false as well. Now, when we say GMO, we're talking about genetically modified foods. Genetically modified. In other words, they are not natural to your body. And when your body ingests them and it metabolizes them, they become something else unnatural. They're not broken down in natural metabolites. So that means that GMO foods, like prescription drugs, will have side effects. Along this line, think about this. The American culture is fluoride crazy. We are the number one in the world in fluoride poisoning. The United States stands almost entirely alone among developed nations in adding industrial silicon fluorides to its drinking water, imposing the community-wide measure without informed consent. Did you agree to it? I suppose people voted on it. But in medicine, we're not supposed to be experimenting on our patients without their informed consent. For this reason, we have clinical studies. Everyone knows when you are involved in a clinical study, one of the reasons for doing so, or one of the requirements, I should say, which is a worldwide requirement for human rights protection, is having the patient sign an informed consent. I'm pretty sure that none of you out there signed an informed consent to drink fluoridated water. Globally, roughly 5% of the population consumes chemically fluoridated water, but more people in the U.S. drink fluoride adulterated water than in all other countries combined. Within the U.S., just under a third or 30% of local water supplies are not fluoridated. That means that 70% are fluoridated. These municipalities, the minority, have either held the practice at bay since fluoridation's inception or have won the hard-fought battles to halt water fluoridation. But that doesn't stop the powers that be, from continuing to lobby for the fluoridation of water until they get what they want. They've already succeeded in 70% of our local water supplies. So they're more than two-thirds way, their way to having 100%. Dozens of studies and reviews, including in top-tier journals, such as The Lancet in England, have shown that fluoride is neurotoxic. That means it's poison to your brain and lowers children's IQ. 
So if you want a smarter child, well, please have him drink something other than fluoridated water. Last week, we were talking about CoQ10, and we didn't get to talk about all the benefits of CoQ10. Can you imagine that? CoQ10 is a supplement. It is a product that is essential for energy production. Now, one of the things that's interesting about CoQ10 is you can't overdose on it. Do you know why? You can't overdose on a product that is ubiquitous. When we say ubiquitous, we mean CoQ10 is found in all the cells of your body. It is needed by the mitochondria, often referred to as the powerhouse of your cells, that produce the energy we need to sustain life. They produce ATP, adenosine triphosphate, which breaks down to other energy molecules. ATP is essentially three adenosine monophosphate molecules. Point is that CoQ10 is critical to the production of energy in our body. And because of that, CoQ10 has been found to be useful in the treatment of many different types of conditions. So, for example, many of you are taking cholesterol-lowering drugs. Most of those drugs are statins. In a study where researchers bluntly statins are widely used in patients with hyperlipidemia and with high risk of cardiovascular diseases. Unfortunately, statins also exert some adverse effects on the liver, pancreas, and has the risk of type 2 diabetes mellitus. These researchers noted that statins increase glucose levels. In other words, it's lowering your cholesterol, ostensibly, but lowering, but increasing your blood sugar, and it decreased insulin secretion in the animals they studied. But when CoQ10 and L-carnitine were used, statin-induced toxicity was sharp, sharply curtailed. Now, this study was published in 2017. Now, those of you who are taking statin drugs, remember that when you're inhibiting cholesterol, cholesterol, like CoQ10, is needed for all the cells in your body. It's needed for the production of cell membranes. It's also needed for something else critically important to your health. Do you know what that is? If you said hormones, you are absolutely correct. Cholesterol is a precursor for all your hormones. So when you're lowering your cholesterol, you're lowering your hormones and affecting your health and longevity. I'm Dr. Dan Royer, listening to The Royal Treatment. We're going to continue our discussion when we come back from the break. But my friends, stay right with us because there is more to come. Low-dose chemotherapy uses only 10 to 20% of full-dose chemo, and it's known as IPT, or insulin-potentiated therapy. It's one of the safest and most innovative approaches to treating cancer effectively. IPT virtually eliminates side effects of full-dose chemo, such as nausea, hair loss, and fatigue. Could IPT be the answer you've been searching for? To find out, call Dr. Dan Royal at 702-562-1454. IPT uses low-dose chemo with insulin. Cancer cells have up to 20 times more insulin receptors and use up to 20 times more sugar than normal cells. That's why cancer cells thrive while normal cells struggle to survive. One study showed that using low-dose chemo with insulin resulted in a 10,000% increase in cancer-killing ability. Could IPT with low-dose chemo and insulin help you? Call Dr. Royal at 702-562-1454 to see if you qualify for IPT. That's 702-562-1454. Business owners and entrepreneurs know that good information is priceless. Just one great idea can make all the difference. Hi, this is Joe Morabito, host of CEO Business Mind. Each week in one fast-paced hour, we share lots of proven tips and ideas to help you be more successful in business. Don't miss a minute of CEO Business Mind with me, Joe Morabito, right here on 1180 AM KCKQ. Destination Midtown. Experience the difference. Reno's premier shopping extravaganza. Everything imaginable and more. Midtown matters. Get down to Midtown. Dragonfly Bath & Body Products are made with all natural ingredients right on the premises. Develop your own distinctive essential oil body spray at the Fragrance Bar. Catch the Dragonfly Bath & Body Experience at 728 South Virginia and dragonflybath.com. Midtown Reno. Experience the difference. Get down to Midtown. Midtown matters. Rich is just a really, really, really good guy. The term good egg isn't enough to describe him. He's also certified organic 
and free range. Rich puts the cap back on everything. The toothpaste, the olive oil, the shampoo, everything. He lets his 10-year-old nephew beat him at virtual tennis, even though he can straight up slay his 10-year-old nephew in virtual tennis. When the toilet paper is running low, Rich replaces the roll on the actual holder, not just on the back of the toilet. Rich is texting and driving. Rich, no, what are you doing, Rich? I was just telling everyone how great you are. Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You're invited to join Business Connections with Anita every Wednesday from 10 to 11 a.m. here on 1180 a.m. KCKQ America Matters. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now back to the show. We are back. I'm Dr. Dan Royal, and you are listening to The Royal Treatment. Thank you for staying with us as we enter the fourth quarter of our show. Remember, if you have a question, please feel free to email me at droyal, R-O-Y-A-L, at royalmedicalclinic.com. That's D as in Daniel Royal at royalmedicalclinic.com. Or call us here at 702-562-1454. Here at the Turtle Healing Bank Clinic, 702-562-1454. And we will answer your health questions. Before the break, we were talking about CoQ10. And we're going over some of the studies, as we did last week, but we're continuing that discussion about this very interesting product. In fact, I was talking about it with the patient of mine this morning. Now, you have to understand, if you're taking CoQ10, there's a good form and a bad form. I say bad form, but it's a form that is essentially not bioactive and worthless. And so he wanted to know which one of those he should be taking. It's ubiquinone versus ubiquinol. If you're taking ubiquinol, flush it down the toilet and throw it away, it's no good. The one you want to take is ubiquinone. That's lesson number one. Lesson number two, when you are taking CoQ10, it needs to be in the oil form, not the dry form. CoQ10 is dissolved in oil. All the studies done on CoQ10 back in the 60s by Dr. Carl Folkers, the discoverer of CoQ10, were done using oil. Now, at that time, he was using soybean oil, but I can assure you, my friends, it was not GMO-produced soybean oil. The problem with using some cheap oil fillers is that they go rancid. You see this with vitamin E, also an oil-based supplement. So if you have a product or you're looking to get a high-quality product and you see it's been combined with vegetable oil or something like soybean oil, keep looking. The best oil for such product is coconut oil. Coconut oil is medium-chain triglyceride the body also uses to make energy. Yes, the body makes energy from saturated fat, including your thyroid. So coconut oil is a good one. It's not going to go rancid, unlike vegetable oil, soybean oil. And that is what you should be seeking. Now, if you had CoQ10 that was combined with vitamin E oil, that would be fine. Uh, the fact of the matter is vitamin E is an oil-based vitamin. It really doesn't mean it needs to be combined with anything. But CoQ10 is a little different and needs to be dissolved in an oil-based filler. All right. Well, there are some physicians, researchers, I should say, who are advocating that CoQ10 be used in place of regular cardiovascular drugs. This is because there was a study done where they looked at 101 patients who had abnormal or elevated cholesterol levels who only took 120 milligrams of CoQ10 for 24 weeks. Now, you can get CoQ10 in various amounts. Typically, we will prescribe 200 milligrams. If a patient has a cardiovascular problem, we'll prescribe 400 milligrams per day. Now, when I say a problem, this means the patient has something like congestive heart failure. There's a very simple blood test you can get. It's called beta natriuretic peptide. You can get the blood test locally, or BNP. That, my friends, is a biomarker for congestive heart failure. 
and I've had a patient or two or more who've had elevated BMP, we've always been able to correct it without drugs. You don't need drugs to correct some of these problems that are the result of a nutritional deficiency or a dietary lifestyle or even heavy metal pollutants. There's ways of dealing with these naturally to get the patient back on track and make them healthier, not sicker, because of our involvement as physicians. The researchers in the study concluded that the 24-week treatment of CoQ10 ameliorates multiple cardiovascular disease risk factors. The versatility and safety of CoQ10 makes it a potential candidate for the primary prevention, primary prevention of cardiovascular disease. This study was published in 2018. Researchers are recommending this natural product be used in place of prescription medicines for the treatment or primary prevention of cardiovascular disease. Think about that. What about triglycerides? We've talked about cholesterol. Do you know what triglycerides are? Triglycerides are a storage form of sugar. Storage form of sugar. That gets converted into fat. A meta-analysis a large study which selected 21 controlled trials or 21 studies involving 514 patients and 525 controls found that CoQ10 significantly reduced serum triglycerides, the sugar storage form of fat, and helped improve cholesterol profiles. It's very easy to improve your cholesterol. It's not something you should be overly worried about. If you're a cancer patient, you have a very low cholesterol, and I'm not sure that most of you want to have your cholesterol that low. As I mentioned earlier, lowering your cholesterol does have consequences. What you want to look at is the cholesterol to HDL ratio. That means you're looking at your total cholesterol and you're dividing it by the percent the amount of good cholesterol, which gives you a percentage. That ratio should be 4.5 to 1 or less. Typically, women have a higher HDL than men, so please keep that in mind. But there are ways to increase your HDL, your good cholesterol. Do you know what that is? Well, one way is to exercise. Another is to eat organ meats like liver, which most of us are probably not doing nowadays. A third way is you can make sure when you're eating eggs, eat the whole egg, include the egg yolk, because that, my friends, is a good source of good cholesterol or HDL. Now, don't forget there's also some natural products that you can use, as you've already mentioned, such as CoQ10. That's what we're talking about here right now. CoQ10 helps patients with severe heart failure. So when we talk about CoQ10, we usually think about using it in patients such as this, not some of the other things that we just talked about. Here's a trial that involved 420 patients with severe heart failure, congestive heart failure. Those who took CoQ10 had a 43% decrease in cardiovascular death compared to the placebo group. Only 15% of the patients in the CoQ10 group experienced serious heart events, as opposed to 85% in the other group that was not taking CoQ10. Compare this with the 26% of the patients who received the placebo, corresponding to 43% reduction. In other words, there was a statistical significantly difference, let me say that again, a statistical significant difference between CoQ10, those who were taking it, and those who were taking placebo. Supplementation with CoQ10 also significantly reduced the risk of death from all causes, all causes, by 42% compared to the placebo group. People like the fact that we have one group where, which is taking nothing, the placebo group, against the group that is taking something, in this case, the CoQ10 group. Now, keep in mind that we don't need to have placebo to be able to study the effects of anything. We can study a group of patients and monitor their biomarkers, and we can tell if they're improving or not. In some cases, using a placebo group is just flat out unethical. Think about cancer patients who are being put into studies. One is given a product that is supposed to help, and others be giving nothing. Now, the idea is that, well, we're going to study them for a few months, then we'll do a crossover and do the exact opposite to the two groups. But what happens if the patients who receive nothing during the first part of the study die? Ethical or unethical? 
you think about it. But the point is, we don't need to be analyzing everything in placebo. It makes people feel really good, but we can monitor people as they go forward in time simply using biomarkers and comparing them to people who are not using them. CoQ10 helped elderly patients suffering from severe pneumonia. An Iranian medical professional used 200 milligrams of CoQ10 in elderly patients with community-acquired pneumonia and found that in his 14-day study, patients who took CoQ10 had a shorter hospital stay. Patients with CoQ10 had fevers decline faster and had shorter hospital stays compared to the placebo group. Treatment failure was less in the CoQ10 group than in the placebo group, the people who got nothing. CoQ10 with antibiotic therapy worked well and remarkably in the severely affected. One of the things we mentioned last week, which we'll reemphasize today, is that CoQ10 actually works better in combination with other supplements. This is Synergy. We're big believers in Synergy. We've seen some great things happen in our patients simply by combining light, frequency, and sound. That's right, combining a treatment using the photon sound beam and the pulsing electromagnetic field along with the radio frequency has allowed us to observe some amazing things in our patients. Their exercise endurance has increased. Their exercise performance has increased. Cancer antibodies in several patients, they were all elevated, went completely normal in all of our patients. We've seen Epstein-Barr titers go down even to normal using this this treatment, as well as pain be completely relieved. That is Synergy. Here's a 2019 study that demonstrated the oral supplementation of CoQ10 can protect mice against oxidative stress and neuroinflammation found in experimental cerebral malaria. Now, it's probably not something you're going to be experiencing, but the point is that CoQ10 also protects the brain. It raised glutathione levels and suppressed hepatotoxicity in mice subjects, protected their liver. Increasing glutathione is one of the three antioxidants that your body should naturally be making. The other two are catalase and superoxide dismutase. 300 to 600 million people suffer from malaria with 1 million malaria-related deaths worldwide per year. So this study does matter to some people. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. You've been listening to The Royal Treatment today, and I hope, my friends, that you've learned at least one new thing. That is our goal for you. If so, your time with us has been well spent. Our other goal is to make you smarter than your doctor. Why? Because if you're going to be healthy, you're going to have to take matters in your own hands. Your daughter, I'm sorry, your doctor can't help you. <laughs> we'll be back next week. I'm Dr. Dan Royal. Until then, be well. 